Welcome to Good Life. I'm Dean Wilson. So glad you're with us wherever you're joining us. If you're joining us here on the airwaves in Santa Barbara, California at TVSB, we welcome you. And so many of you are joining us at goodlifetelevision.org and the YouTube channel now that is that is up and running. Uh, at that YouTube channel, you can find all the long form interviews of these 200 plus guests over the last three years. And you can also find a lot of great power clips that we kind of break up those interviews into some of the special moments. So we hope you'll check that out. And, and then for those of you that like the podcast deal, the, on any podcast platform, you can find us at Good Life Conversations. And that's a great way to, to, to uh, listen to these interviews as well. We're talking about the good stuff. And that's one of the things that we, what we dwell on is so important. And in this day and age, there's, there's lots of things we can dwell on that are not so great. And there's plenty of that out there. But here we're talking about the great things. And we've had some amazing guests to, to talk, tell us their stories and stories of uh, overcoming, stories of great families, stories of great, just great life stories. Uh, we've had entrepreneurs, we've had public servants. There's, there's just, a, it's been a great mix of people. And, and, uh, and I have a great guy here with me today. I'm excited about this. Ryan Reed is with me, Ryan. Thank you. Welcome. Good, good to be here. Thanks so much. Yeah, it's great to have you. So I, uh, well, I'll tell you. So Ryan's uh, owner of Coast Supply, which is a business here in Santa Barbara, California. He runs a, a basketball club called the Mavericks in Carpinteria, California, near where we are right now. Um, and, and Ryan has a wonderful family. We're going to get to all that. But I'll just start by telling you this because it's it happened. So I'm at lunch yesterday with a guy. And uh, we're talking about the TV show. And I say, yeah, we're taping tomorrow. He's like, like, what kind of stories? I'm like, well, you know, we just, we, some of them are famous. Some of them are not famous. Just good people, good stories, blah, blah, blah. I say, yeah, tomorrow on this guy, Ryan Reed, Coast Supply. He's like, oh, yeah, I know Ryan Reed. He's like the best human on the planet. That's what he said. I'm like, wow. So here we are. Wow. He's on the couch right now. We got him. We got him. The best not human. True. <laughs> yes. Well, his wife's over there, so we yes. could ask her about that's, this. But, uh, oh, that's yeah. hilarious. So that was that happened. That's amazing. Yeah, it was great. So that was a great warm up. Like, wow, I better get ready for this. That's good. Um, but so you grew up near here, yeah. Southern California yeah. guy. Yep. Talk to us about growing sure. up in Carpinteria sure. and what that was like. Yeah, I grew up in Carpinteria, um, small town, classic idyllic. Just uh, you know, played every every sport you could play. You know, as the ride your bikes all over town everywhere you know come back when it's dark the whole the whole deal i mean it's just a small town still a small town but you know 40 years ago it's just amazing just really uh, uh yeah beautiful spent tons and tons of time at the boys and girls club on the beach surfing you know every sport basketball football baseball so I mean, if you if you had it we played it it was amazing yeah Good, yeah great nice. place to grow up and then you played did you play basketball in college i did i got a chance to keep on playing yeah how, how was that it was great yeah yeah i got to uh, so played at carpenter high school um We'll get into my, my larger story a little bit in yeah. a bit, but yeah, um, ended up going on to a little Bible college down in LA, Life Pacific. They play Westmont now, so kind of in that league, and yeah. just small school college ball. But got to keep got to keep going. It was great. Just yeah, wonderful. Met my wife in college. We got married while we were still in college. And, did you really? Oh man, so did we. Story really? Yeah, okay, I didn't know there, there was another one out yeah, there. Yeah, that's right. Perfect. Yeah, <laughs> Took me good. five years to graduate because of it. That's all right. <laughs> right, that's right. right. <laughs> Ruined my senior yeah, year. But, that's right. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that's it's great. good. Yeah. 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 And and so yeah, I do want to get to your family. So then, talk to us about um, your career journey. Sure. So specifically, yeah. kind of how you came to own this company and sure. do all this yeah, work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Super interesting story. I'll um, I'll try to truncate it just a little bit, but but essentially, I went to a Bible college. Uh, if you don't, I'll back up a tiny bit if you don't mind. Yeah, so yeah. so my, my life story was just like I said, as idyllic as you could get. Um, 
somewhere along the way, my dad, alcoholic, uh, ends up leaving our family, abandoning the four of us. My mom, single mom, raises four kids in Carpinteria, two, three jobs, tough, tough times for us, but still in a beautiful place. And she was committed to raising us where our friends were, where we had roots, our church was, all that stuff. So um, through that, then, you know, end up uh, uh, as most um, young men without as much um, fatherly direction tend to to get a little wild and that was me. And so me and my friends, we would find ways to, as the Bible says, invent evil, right? And we just go out there and, and do it and, and uh, got into a ton of trouble. Eventually I find myself uh, kicked out of school, kicked off the basketball team. And I'm just, I'm just searching and, and, and languishing. And um, uh, an old youth pastor invited me to a church camp. God found me at camp and changed my life forever. I'm 16 years old. And I just said, Hey, if, if you'll, if you'll still love me after all the garbage I've done, then you can have the rest of it. So here we are all those years later, I'm just still trying to figure out what he wants to do every day so he can have all of it because he's amazing. And so uh, that's sort of the life story that brings me into the career part. That's kind of where I want yeah. to dovetail that. So I ended up going to Bible college. You know, hey, I didn't have any idea what I was going to do with that, but I knew that's what the Lord, he could have my life. So that's where we're going to go. Um, end up going there, studying ministry, end up doing some pastoral work. So my life's been peppered with, uh, with, with ministry work and business work. And, and most recently we took over a, um, a 70 year old company that had been in Santa Barbara for 70 years since 1945. Uh, around the time I took the company over, we went to Disneyland, a 70 year old company and Disneyland was celebrating 60 years. And I looked at my kids and I'm like, Hey, we're older than Disneyland. This is, this is pretty good. Right. So, uh, so yeah, now 75 years, 77 years, uh, in the, in the, in the community. And, uh, yeah, it's been it's been amazing. We've grown in the last uh, five years. We've added several locations. So we've got four stores in the area and and God's good. I just the most amazing team that I get to work with. I mean, the guys I work with, I mean, a bunch of just again, you talk about the best humans I and mean, these guys are amazing. I just every day I get to go to work with amazing team members. So so great. Super grateful. Yeah, super grateful. And what an opportunity that is as as, as the leader when you have a team like that yes. that you can love on and oh, invest yes. in. Yes. I mean, isn't that a great opportunity? It's, it's a great responsibility yeah, too. That's right. But yeah, yeah, we take it real serious. We do a lot of sort of you know investment, as you said, into our team and and personal development and things we try to do to just make sure that we're we're doing our part and stewarding well the the resources of the people that, that God's allowed us to work with. But again, I got I almost feel bad. My team's so good. I mean, just just good good folks yeah yeah, yeah that's so uh, the way you described your the 16 year old yeah. experience you know the uh, we had another guest on here and he was talking about you know i want to be clear i didn't find god he found that's me that's right 100 <laughs> percent. you know i agree with that guy <laughs> yeah that's right i mean it's yeah. an amazing yeah, thing. yeah yeah i was actually thinking that this morning i was up early and praying and i just thought man i just this wasn't a thing that i went and saw the lord had to just boink yeah, so yeah. I'm, I'm grateful. I, I, uh, there's a guy, this author named Dallas Willard. Sure, you probably heard, you've heard of him. Of so he he says, uh, he, he says, you know, you seek first the kingdom of God, and it finds you. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. That's good. <laughs> Which I thought that's I'll take also, that. You for know, sure. I mean? like, for sure. We're looking. We're seeking. We're looking yes. for it. And then it, yes. But what a wonderful. So so, I don't even have some of my questions. Yeah. But I mean, your faith journey. Yeah. Because you've got a family, you've yeah. uh, then you've you've got kids of your own. Yeah. You're adopting, yeah. which I want to get to in a yeah, second. Yeah. So we'll hold that thought. Mm -hmm. But but what's this been like coming from the household you came yeah, from? Yeah. yeah. That was there was a lot of pain involved. Yeah. And so in one sense, you're kind of changing. Hundred percent. The that's right. You know something new. That's right. Yeah. What's that been like? Yeah. Such a good question. Um, 
my mom's a saint and anybody that knows my mom, Sharon, I mean, it, it almost drives me crazy. No matter where I go, I'm still like, oh, you're Sharon's son. It's like, no, I'm a, I'm a grown man here. What are we, right? But still Sharon's son all the time because she's amazing. Yeah. So through all those years, I mean, she was so faithful in prayer and faithful to drag us to church. And sometimes I'm, I'm going kicking and screaming. I want nothing to do with it, but she's, she's, she's there. So she, I still, I see my mom all the time still. She's over yesterday. So uh, she's still with us and, and, and doing well. But I think her, you know, her, just continuing to pray and, and put that in front of us kept us on that on that track. And then as I, as uh, Christ basically did what He did in my life and in my heart, a lot of pain and, and, and whatnot to deal with. But um, as we started having our own family, and I tell this to other men that have had that grew up without dads and now are dads and are a little bit scared. It's like, man, we just soak ourselves in the scriptures. And I really believe that if we try to parent our children the way that God treats us, we almost can't go wrong. It's a, It seems a little counterintuitive, but God does certain things the way that he treats his children that we can pattern ourselves after, right? He's not... Um, He's not impulsive with his children. He doesn't. He doesn't shame them. He doesn't. He doesn't turn his back and treat them. You know, he, he, arbitrarily. He's just so faithful and kind and good. And yet, he's not a pushover. It's. I just. I, I think right. the, the things in Scripture allowed a young man like me. I had a youth pastor that said, "Hey, there's there's 31 chapters in Proverbs and 31 days. So you're a young man. Read Proverbs every day. I've been doing that for 30 years, right? Wow. So uh, you, you read the Bible." and allow it to soak in. He learn these lessons of how God treats his children. And somehow in that, I've been able to then, you know, allow that to shape the way that I, I try, right? Or yeah. you're, you're a parent, you know, right? Try to, to parent our kids the best we can. Right. Make a thousand mistakes and then wonder what they're going to go into counseling for when they grow up, right? And that's, that's how it goes. <laughs> yeah, teenagers yeah. Are, are no joke. Oh, yeah, for sure, out. man. Yeah. We thought it was like the hardest part was like keeping them alive. That's right. And then we're like, my wife and I talk about all the time. Now we're like, nobody told us about teenagers. That's right. That's right. Yeah. What did we sign up for? That's right. And we're in the, we're in this empty nest sort of area where we'll talk about it. Right. We're kind of doing both things, but man, it's, it just keeps getting more interesting being parents. It's great. So, uh, yeah, the father thing. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, you're, you're so right. I mean, that we have a heavenly father and we, and He's no pushover. That's a funny way yeah. to say it. I mean, because you know, I've been disciplined. Yeah, by God. Yeah, you Amen. know, you know, for sure. Like, there's a while there. I'm kind of like, holy cow. Yeah, and, and it, stop. <laughs> make it stop. And he's right. kind of like, well, when are you going to stop? That's right. Yeah, I mean, but it's but that, that's love. That's love. Amen. Yeah, that's right. That's love. A yeah, father yeah, disciplines yeah. a son. Right. He loves. That's right. And a lot of a lot of uh, guys that don't go through that sort of process of change or or letting God take their hearts that way, they'll end up either repeating patterns that they've learned just from, you know, watching the way either dads leave or things. And we, again, we'll talk about that some more when it comes to basketball stuff, but as dads leave families, okay, well, I guess that's what dads do, or they're either abusive or they're, they're neglectful or all these different things. And if we can get a, a new pattern of doing it, I mean, I surrounded myself with a bunch of great men and I peppered them with questions. How do you do this? But honestly, just reading scripture and trying to say, you know, not just what would Jesus do, but looking through that and saying, okay, how would God, how does God treat me? I mean, that's exactly yeah. what he said. He disciplines you in ways that are they're faithful and true and strong, and you yeah. don't, you don't hate him for it. You're almost yeah, I kind of know, and yeah, it's great. Yeah, they, you see later. I see That's what right. He's doing there. That's right. Yeah. yeah the uh, it's a, a mentor of mine once said. He said because the father thing could be a little confusing because we have sure. a heavenly father, but then we have these earthly fathers, and there can be like some confusion. For sure. And he said, uh, <clears throat> he said if <clears throat> if you had a ter- you know a terrible father, 
God's nothing like that. That's right. If you had the best father in the world, God's way better. That's right. You know, That's right. but we have to like, but there's a frame of reference that for we sure. bring to the table, you know, sure. and especially like, you, you know, yeah. the, the abandonment thing. Yeah. I mean, That's for right. somebody like you, I mean, sure. to, to realize God doesn't abandon me. Yeah. That's right. And I, and I coach a bunch of kids again, we'll get into that. I get to tell some of them, I mean, I go talk to them about their father's stories and they're, that's almost like, man, I almost wish you didn't have a dad. Like, at least I didn't have right. to deal with the stuff you do have to deal with all right. the time. It's, it's tricky, man. Dads Father are, dads are powerful. Like word. Yeah, that's right. It's so that's bad. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's my dad. Or, yeah, yeah. Right. so let's go to that <clears throat> before sure. we get to your family. The, 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 the Mavericks, yeah. this club team that, that my good friend Donnie Feller, yeah, I know, has been right. involved with. Amazing. Which you got a ringer there. Oh, tell me about it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I worked on him for a while. Yeah, yeah I know. I've been telling yeah. him he needs to coach like at a high yeah, level. Yeah, he, it's, it's awesome. Life. Good. He doesn't really know. He's not there yet. We'll work on it together. Well, we're praying about it. Sounds good. Again, some people are in disobedience. <laughs> That's right. It's, you know, we pray for people over the That's long right. haul. That's right. That's right. Uh, but I love this because using sports as a conduit, you wrote, uh-huh. as a conduit to teach kid, these kids about life right. and about Jesus. Yes. That's right. Tell us about this. Yeah. Because it's... These club teams can be vicious because sure. we're part of one. Yep. Like, man, that's right. it's no joke down yeah, there at Mamba. That's right. you know? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but what you're doing is yeah. really beyond basketball. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, absolutely. So I came back to Carpenter where I grew up uh, about 20 years ago, moved back to town and, and went and started coaching at the high school that I went to, you know, and so I started helping out around there. And I watched these kids that were amazing young men. I coached the boys at the time. Amazing men. These kids are going to end up uh, graduating high school, going off, and they're they're, they're scholars, they're athletes, they're great young men, just so much potential. I watch these boys and then without some of that fatherly um, wisdom and direction in their life, right. end up just sort of going and falling off that same precipice, that same kind of conveyor belt that, that their uncles did or their, right. their fathers did. And I watch this and I just, it sort of broke my heart. And so right away after the first year of all these young men, I'm like, all right, great, what are you guys doing? And then it's six months later and they're at the parties and they're drinking and it's drugs. And I'm going, okay, we got to do something. And so um, I said, I'm going to start a little basketball team and I'm going to start them a little younger. So I took a bunch of eighth grade kids that were going to go to high school. And I said, hey, I'll help you. I played college ball and I'd coached for a while. I'd already coached in high school before that. And I said, I'm going to, I'll help you guys get ready for high school. That's like the, that's the hook, right? Yeah, okay. Right. I'm going to help you guys get ready for high school. So I get them all on these teams, eighth grade team. And I had a, a son that was in sixth grade. So he got to play up with those guys and nice. help him right a little bit. But we coached a dozen of those kids and, and, and we just, every practice, there's a guy named Morgan Wooten who coaches on the East coast for the last 50 years. And he does a thing where you learn a quote every practice. So we call it a court character saying, so every practice, we circle up at the very beginning and say, here's the quote of the day, say it back to us. We all kind of reiterate back and forth. Hey, you're not saying it. Come on. You know, we all, they get it. And then all through practice, five or six times, we're going to say that thing back and forth. And so I started doing it with these young guys and, and almost every time the quotes are like, okay, who is that? And they go, I don't know. Is it, you know, Lincoln? Almost every time it's like Jesus and John Wooden, right? It's like, and John Wooden quotes Jesus most of the time. So it's pretty, very close. <laughs> right. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, so that was like, basically it's a character quote every time and we're gonna and these kids they loved it and yeah. so the next year those kids all went to high school and did it the next team we did a, a eighth graders and seventh graders so we had two teams and then the next year a bunch of girls wanted to play my daughter was getting older so it was okay we'll do a seventh a sixth seventh eighth and a girls teams so now we have four teams so that's five teams that's six teams before you know i'm i'm recruiting every guy that can play basketball that loves the lord that can be close to these kids and get them out there and this this last season last year we're on our 15th year uh, last year, we had 100 kids come play Mavericks basketball. We go all over the state playing Mambas and all the other tournaments, San Diego. Every, I mean, we play every tournament out there. This is a high-level club program that really is is now we get kids from other places, but mainly uh, kids that you might even term at-risk kids in Carpenter. We had a bunch of great 
you know, kind of normal family kids too, but a lot of our whole purpose is, is like at-risk kids that might otherwise be joining gangs or doing anything else that can do, yeah. drugs and the whole thing. I mean, the middle school now, when they have a problem with the student, they don't call the parent first, they call me. <laughs> I go down, I meet the kid in the office, and if I can't straighten them up, then they'll call the parents. Wow. All I gotta do is walk in and be like, Juan, are you here again? Really? Like, what's the deal? Well, she wanted my cell phone, coach, and I didn't want to give it to her. I'm like, you know, that whole that whole deal. So the kind of the impact we've been able to have with these kids is amazing. And uh, the mentorship. So we get mentors with these boys. I uh, I love, I've had some of them. I've coached for a long, long time. We've got a bunch of them that are playing in college now. And these are just normal, you know, good kids that I think otherwise might've fallen off that precipice, off that conveyor belt and just gone into these same, same patterns. Um, wow. One of the biggest things we talk about is the fathership part of it. We talk, I teach these kids one of the biggest things I want to hear them repeat over and over and say, hey, what we're going to do in this is, a bunch of you guys don't have dads. Like, I mean, it's like epidemic and we can talk about the epidemic yeah. in a second, but one of the things we say is we say, okay, I want to know that you're going to be fathers that stay. That's what we're growing here. Right. And I got, I got 13 year old boys and they're like, coach, I'm going to be a father that stays. You know, uh. it's like, that's right. Kids that don't have dads. They don't even know what it looks like. They don't have, their uncles aren't staying. I mean, nobody's staying, but they're like, I'm going to do it different. And wow. I tell them that my, my dream is that you'd be 30 years old walking down Linden and Carpenter and say, hey, coach, coach, this is my wife. Right. And these are my two kids. Right. Like that's our goal and what we do. And, so, and we use basketball as a trick and we do high level basketball. You said, I mean, Donnie helps that guy's a genius. And I got a bunch of other guys that help me, ex Westmont players, ex APU players, I mean, a bunch of guys that help me coach, but they all know, like nobody coaches with me that doesn't know that it's a it's a ruse to get them closer to Jesus. <laughs> right, right, what this is really about. It is, yeah. Yeah, coaches yeah. have a unique opportunity. A, a, a friend of mine always talks about coaches in our society. Like they're these modern day kind of like, they're, they're kind of like these generals. Like Absolutely, these, man. You know, they have so, and I remember stuff coaches said to me, good and bad. That's right, that's <laughs> right. Know, 30 years that's later. That's the truth, yeah. You know, totally. That, it was like, you really pay attention that's when the right. coach talks yeah, to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's like an opportunity there. Yeah, I mean, I think coaches can speak into kids lives that some kids that, that I mean there's some kids other people will reach them but there's some kids that no one's going to get to them to a coach and I got a yeah. bunch of kids I can name you names of kids that like so this last uh, about five years ago or so I realized that uh, a lot of our kids weren't getting manly touch in a way that they could understand like they don't have dads or uncles or anyone so like no one's hugging these kids no men are they're either getting yeah. hit by men yelled at by men or abandoned by men yeah so they started coming to practice and I meet them at the door and I get the little bro handshake hug thing. So we started, we started like hugging all these. And every, I started talking about it at practices. Hey, we're going to hug each other. and I'm going to show you what male affection looks like. And it's okay. And you know, it's not going to be weird. We're going to like bro hug and <laughs> man, it doesn't matter where I'm at. I could be at the football game. I could be in state street of Santa Barbara. I could be a grocer. Hey coach. Boom. It's a bro hug down. How you doing? This last year we sat them all down. I'm in a, I'm in a post game talk, a big high school tournament down in San Diego. And I sat them all down. I said, Hey, that was a tough game. Like, but you guys did good. Like, I want to let you know, I love you guys, you know? And they're looking like, okay. And I'm like, Hey, whoever I said, you know, is, I said, man, I love you. And he goes, oh. I, said, I said, no, no, you're supposed to say, I love you back. <laughs> like this is a reciprocal deal. And I realized they don't know how to say it. Yeah. They've never had someone look them in the eyes and say, I love you. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, we're going to, we're going to, okay, everyone's at my house tomorrow night for dinner. I kicked all my family out. I had just my varsity team down, 12 of us around a table and my coach. And we just went around this table and I said, okay, tell him your story. I want to hear your story first. And he tells me a story and everyone's listening. These are all like stud athletes, seniors, juniors in high school. Some of these guys going on to play college football, basketball. And they start telling you the story about how their dad left their family, how they lived in a trailer or lived in a car. They were homeless. I mean, Every single kid's crying around this table. We did this for an hour. Every single kid had the, these stories that would just 
wrench your heart. And every word, every time they're done, we'd say, okay, guys, here's what we're gonna do now. We're gonna say, hey, thank you. We love you. Yeah. I love you. I love you. Now, anywhere you go with these guys, I don't know where I see you, man. They're with their toughest friends. Love you, coach. And they're learning, like, I can be loved and I can love and I can receive love. And that's like, uh, that's the most amazing thing. I mean, just that we're, we're changing the way these kids see the world. And we tell them all the time, and we love you because we were first, we were first loved by Christ. Yeah, this is where right. this love comes from. But we, I, I love you, man. Like, yeah. I'm like the old school crazy coach. Like I tell him, like, if you're in a party somewhere, you go somewhere you shouldn't be and you get stuck, man, you call me. I'll show up. It doesn't matter anywhere. I'll, I'll go anywhere. And they know, you know, we're yeah, we're bananas like it. that. Yeah, we mean it. <laughs> it's, good. It. it's good. It's good. I need your cell phone number. Yeah. <laughs> it's good, man. Stuck. Yeah, that's good, man. Call us. It's good. The, uh, oh, that's stunningly wonderful. Yeah, it's been um, amazing. This is going to be, this is the most fatherless generation of boys that's right. that we've ever that's had. That's right. And and I don't even think we know the that's like, right the impact. Like, yep. uh, and so this kind of thing, I mean, yeah. just as as a believer, yep. as, as a man, you've got your hands full with your yeah, business yeah. and your lot. family. Yeah, but that's I mean, right. you're this is a powerful this is it, thing. That's right. And to rally other guys yes. to say, hey, this is the vision. We're that's gonna, right. I mean, what a that they those kids will never forget that that's night right. at your house or that's right. dinner table. No way. Period. Yep. You know. I agree. It's unbelievable. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, what yeah. a wonderful thing. So let's yeah. talk about your family. So yeah. uh, been do, married. Do you mind if I cut in? I'm gonna, I want to talk about fatherlessness real yeah. quick. Yeah, and then yeah, we'll yeah. Get the family yeah, please. You mentioned it being a, the fatherless generation. And what, what we've seen is, and I sort of pseudo study this, like this is kind of my, my gig, right? Is this fatherlessness thing. And what we've noticed is um, that we live in a society and a culture that um, not only approves, condones, but encourages you know, divorce if you're not happy, right? You know, cohabitation, make sure you live together for a long right. time first and have some kids and make sure it's working. So we're, we're encouraging separation and, and, and the break. It's, all, it's a cultural, as a culture, we are asked to make sure we approve that. Right. And then over here, I've got to take care of a generation of young men and women with broken hearts right. that are just dying saying, I wish my parents were together. I wish someone loved me. Right. So over here as a culture, right. we're saying this is great. Right. And then over here, we're trying to take care of all the wreckage, all the kids that are being right. hurt by it, saying, hey, right. by the way, this isn't great. Right. Right. It's it's, right. it's a little like. Ask the kids what they Yeah, think. that's exactly right. right. It's right. crazy. So I, right. you were saying the father says, I just think it's it's wild to me that we have such an approval of what's causing such harm. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. The dichotomy is really, really interesting. So. Yeah. And it's been like a frog in a frying pan. I mean, that's we right. wake up one day and we're like, wait a second. What happened? Uh, and then uh -huh. we wonder. Yeah. I mean. I, I don't wonder anymore. When I meet these fatherless kids that are, we did some properties in Dallas. Some apartment yeah, right, right. Yeah, yeah. And people are like wondering why the crime, why the, and I'm like, this <laughs> That's is right. not rocket science. That's right, man. I mean, I was not a great student. At That's Park, right. But even I get this. <laughs> like, if this is the environment That's that right. they're in and this is what they're seeing, hearing, That's feeling, right. yep. they're going to, That's right. they're angry. That's right. About it. That's right. Turns out. Yep. Yep. But but you're exactly yeah. right. I mean, we think, well, there's not going to be a consequences. That's right. Know? I mean, huh. no. And and that and that father, he did it. He did it to me. And that father's doing to the next day. He's telling them, hey, my happiness is way more important than you are. Right. Like this, I'm just not happy anymore. Yeah. So I'm going to go find happiness somewhere else. That's right. And I'm sorry, you had to go figure it out. Like in our house, it was. I'm sorry, you, your mom has to work three jobs and provide for four kids, and I'm, I'm just not happy. Right. It's crazy. Yes, your yeah. precious happiness. That's right. May yeah, we right. all just pause right. <laughs> to consider 
your precious happiness. That's exactly right, man. That's right. That's us. right. And you got all these kids just saying like, hey, I wish someone, I wish someone would tell me they love me. I wish someone would spend a little bit of time with me. I mean, the father figure deals, it's a huge, it's a huge, huge part of it. Yeah. You should be speaking all over the country. <laughs> Amy, is that all right? <laughs> okay. This is great. Your family. Yeah. So, so, so Amy, the 27 best. years. 27 years married. Married. Amazing. Three kids. Yeah. And now you're adopting yes. three boys. That's right. Tell us about this. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so three, I call them three biological children. Uh, my oldest son has two children of his own now, so I'm a grandfather twice there. My daughter just had a new baby a week ago. So three biological kids, three miraculous kids, and three uh, grandchildren. Wow. Crazy. Yeah, yeah. And so, what's the, tell us about the process, the foster adoption. Great kind question. Of this yeah, world yeah. that a lot of people yeah. are in. Yeah, I always make the joke like, oh, it's super easy and smooth and goes really well. <laughs> right. Yeah, right. right. Um, uh, my story is a little bit different. I, I knew these kids when they were very young. I had a connection to their family. And so I would see them from time to time. And they kind of saw me a little bit as kind of an uncle sort of deal. And so I would see them, you know, once a year or somewhere around there. And, and they would all kind of, you know, hug when they were real little. And then uh, their parents came to us. They had gotten into drugs and alcohol and said, hey, we're going to lose our, our, our kids. The, the, the courts have taken our kids away. Would you, would you look after them for a month? And it wasn't going to be a month, you know. And so my wife and I are praying, like, can we take in? There's four of them, four brothers. They said, we're going to take these four brothers and we're going to split them into four different homes unless you'll take four kids. And we're just like, oh, my gosh, to your point, I got a business. I got a family. I run a nonprofit. I'm involved in my church. Like, I don't know how I'm taking four kids. And we, we prayed and prayed. And finally, like a month into it, they're like, hey, like, we need to know today, you know, and my wife, and I, we can't say no. Yeah, we'll say yes. We have to say yes. I get a call half an hour. I'm at my desk. Half an hour later, my wife's like, hey, they're here. I'm like, oh, who's there? The kids are all here. <laughs> oh my God. A half an hour? What are you talking? Like they were packed and ready for us to either say yes or ship them somewhere else. So they came, dropped like you see in the movies or hear about. They had their trash bags over their shoulders with all their stuff. They came into our house. Um, get too spiritual on it. But uh, at the time we had bought a house, we were renovating. We always kind of buy little fixtures, fix them up. You know, we, at the time we were in the largest house we happened to buy. It was the cheapest house in the market, bought the biggest house. And all of our kids were going to college where my wife and I, my wife's reading empty nester books, like <laughs> right. what's next. Yeah. And we bring in four boys in this house that's just like made for them. So they just have like bedrooms to and backyard. It's just the most amazing. I mean, God knew it all. We're sitting here going, why are we in this house? You know, and the, the Lord had it all planned. So, uh, so they came and uh, eventually the oldest one had a different father than the other three. So he was reunited with his dad. So that's that's good. And then uh, the other three ended up staying with us. It's been man, almost four years now. And we're in the process of trying to adopt them now. And they're the most amazing kids in the whole world. Like God just blessed us fostering super hard and it's challenging. And we know a lot of foster parents. I feel bad. These are the three best young men in the world. <laughs> they're incredible. What yeah. a gift. Yeah, yeah. What are their ages now? Uh, Seb is 16. I don't know if I'm allowed to say their names. We'll go 16, 13, and 9. Wow. Yeah, yeah. We had them since they were like 5, 7, or 8, and about 12 or so. Oldest one's 6'3", starts in the basketball team, starts in the water polo team, uh, all honors, academic, like incredible. Second one, super good athlete, has a lot of makeup to do, maybe the most... Um, most traumatized through time of, of learning is core learning times. The other one we got kind of before genius. So like all three of them are just, they're soaring, they're doing good. 
biggest thing is they get to eat food normally. They don't have to go scavenge from someone else's grocery store, someone else's trash or someone else's refrigerator. They get to actually eat. Right. Oh my gosh. And Praise tell God. us about your wife. Oh, the best part of it all, man. Yeah. Um, I tell people all the time we got married. I was, uh, I wasn't even 21 yet, right? I'm 20 years old. Uh, I tricked her. She didn't know. I mean, she was too young to know. Right. So great. <laughs> right. right. So, uh, yeah, snatched her up. Um, the most amazing woman in the world, you know, uh, kind and beautiful. I usually tell people, like, if you meet someone that's kind of a jerk, meet their spouse. They're super nice. That's kind of the deal here. Like, you meet me, hang around for a while. You won't think I'm the best human on the earth anymore. And my wife's just, she's she's an angel. So amazing. And, and just 27 years is, you know, marriage is marriage, but it's been phenomenal. Such a partner and such a support. I actually asked her to come today. She's offset just so I could yeah. know she's in my corner because yeah, she's that. the best. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. And she's got the heart to, to take the kids and she was working on me on fostering for a long time before that, you know, and, and I just kept saying, man, we already, we already shepherd all these kids in the community. Like everywhere I go, everyone's coach, coach. So I already got this whole group of kids and I don't know. And then it was her, her heart to do it. And the Lord's blessed us so immensely. So, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Incredible. If you'd have known when you were 21 or 20 and, and, the adventure this was oh gonna man be. we knew there was going to be something we're always built crazy we knew it was gonna be something but, but i mean this i didn't know this one unbelievable. Yeah, yeah 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 this one's different that's, so <laughs> that's right it's good yeah super grateful great to meet yeah. you again thank you so much you. yeah what a Bless wonderful you. story i think he is the greatest human being on earth i knew it was kind of a joke at first but god is good amen yeah amen. thanks for coming thank you we'll see you next time